Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be uh, doing some podcasting on the Anonymous Liberty Media. Also on YouTube here. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to be doing some tech news this morning. And um, it is... Uh, because there, there, there's been going on some tech stuff that, that's been missed doing. And... Um, I am Grandmaster Robin, and I am the founder of the Anonymous Liberty Media Podcast and channel on YouTube. And we've got all oh, welcome, welcome you guys. And um, it's a um, let's see here, where's the uh, here? Okay, okay, okay. Where's the uh, where's the uh, app here? Here, okay, all right. Now, um, there's been some uh, things that's been kind of really going haywire. And uh, now, the first tech story is if you ever um, uh, scanned your, your device, like your iPhone, your, your Android device, or whether well, it's the phone or the tablet, and uh, says here this this clever scan scam lets advertisers make money by draining your Android phone. Now this is a weird one here. Remember, hold on, I, I, I need my glasses here, my glasses so I can read here. <laughs> so about that, and. Um, And here we go. Um, remember when you we learned it was theoretically possible for a web page or app to steal your processing cycle to mine cryptocurrency, potentially draining your battery and cell, cellular data. In the process, um, BuzzFeed reported that ad networks have figured out how to a, how a similar scam, one that lets lucrative, power-hungry video advertising comments hide behind traditional banner ads on Android apps. Uh, developers to blame. They were surprised to find a influx of complaints about why their apps are draining their users' batteries and eating up more than their fair share of data instead of report suggests that the ad networks. Um, what is there to here? That they signed up with has been hijacked by fraudsters within the large ad businesses. Um, BuzzFeed traced the ads to a company called Outstream Media, a subsidiary of AnyView. AnyView says it runs a self-service platform and is not to blame. BuzzFeed paints a picture of AnyView as a similarly sketchy organization. The scam isn't just at the expense of consumers, but also ad networks 
two. As the scammers buy up cheap banner spots and fill them with expensive video ads profiling. In the process, the technique is a form of ad stacking or something ad stuffing that the fraudsters can stack or stuff other non-video kinds of ads too. An ad for our companies who spoke to BuzzFeed says they see tens of millions of dollars worth of these bad ads every month. Now that's like you're getting a you, you download a uh, app that has ads and it'll, it'll, it, these are ad pop-ups pop-ups and we, we don't want ads on our on the apps here we want to have an ad where there's no ads now there's um now if, if uh, there there's a another issue here <laughs> now, now now this was done the other uh, was it two three days ago and uh, it says, Facebook mistakenly stored millions of users' passwords in plain text. Mistakenly? Do you guys believe that Facebook mistakenly stored millions of your passwords? I don't think so. They, my theory is they did on purpose. My opinion, they did it on purpose. Now... Um, this one is a real, just a real, same thing. Holy moly, Facebook is at it, at the center of a new project controversy. After revealing today that its platform mistakenly, quote, unquote, or quote, um, kept a copy of passwords of hundreds of millions users in plain text. That's more. What's more? Not just Facebook Instagram users are also affected by the latest incident. So if you are one of the affected users, okay, again, so, if you are one of the affected users, your Facebook or Instagram password was readable to some of the Facebook engineers who have internal access to the server and the database. Though the social media company did not mention, okay, they should have mentioned it. What exactly component or application on its website had the program, programmatic error that caused the issue? Okay, the issue, ladies and gentlemen. It did reveal to, to the company discovered the security blunder. Oh yeah, blunder. Nah, it was a mosaic bullshit. In January this year, during a routine security check. In a blog today, published today, Facebook's Vice President of Engineering, Pedro Canajota, said an internal 
an internal investigation of the incident found no evidence of any Facebook employee abuse those passwords. To be clear, these passwords were unable visible to anyone outside Facebook. But what about what in Facebook? <laughs> okay, uh... Too clear that these passwords were never visible to anyone outside Facebook, and we have found no evidence to date that anyone internally abused or improperly accessed them. Kinda howdy said. Bullshit. There's an engineer. There's an issue. Kinda howdy didn't mention exact number of users affected by the glitch, but but confirmed that the company would start notifying its hundreds of millions of affected Facebook Lite users. Lite users. Tens of millions of other Facebook users. Tens of millions of, okay, tens of millions, okay, millions of other Facebook and tens of thousands of Instagram users. Now, what if you if you had both, and they're both infected? Facebook is now fixed. Quoting her, oh, quoting her. These issue and I recommend users to change their Facebook and Instagram password immediately. In the course of our review, we have been looking at the ways. We store certain other categories of information like access token and how have and have fixed problems as we discover them. Bullshit. Besides all this, Facebook and Instagram users are always highly recommended to enable a two factor authentication login alert feature. Use the security VPN software, password manager, and fiscally secure keys to protect your accounts from various types of sophisticated cyber attacks. This is yet another security incident for Facebook. October of last year, Facebook announced it, its worst ever security breach that allowed hackers to successfully steal secret access code and access personal information from 29 million Facebook users. However, Facebook is not Facebook is not alone that exposed hundreds of millions of its users' passwords in plain text. Twitter last year also addressed a similar security incident that unintentionally exposed passwords for its 330 million users in readable text on its internal computer system. I ain't buying that shit. Now, Facebook had issues. I mean, they they, they don't check. They don't. They, they say they're going to do a uh, investigation, but don't buy it, man. Don't buy it because they, they will lie. Uh, they will lie their ass off just to save face. And that's, and I, I, I do believe that. I do, I, I do believe that. And uh, now. Um, 
into a hilarious funny moment here. Okay. ATTCO interrupted by robocall during a live interview. Have, have you ever got any, have any ladies and gentlemen ever got a robocall? That robocall? There's, there's been news about this, about it. Robocalls are hitting people across the country. At, a, at an economic club event in Washington, D.C., today, 18 TCO Randall Stephenson was interrupted on stage by a robocall pausing an interview in front of dozens of people and drive home what absolutely no one is safe from a spam epidemic. Over the past few months, regulators at the Federal Communications Commission have been feeling the pressure from lawmakers and consumers who are urging them to put an end to the relentless slot onslaught of verbal calls people receive every day. How many people do how many people do get it every day? Let's see here. Um, last year, consumers received over do this. Check this out. Twenty six. 0.3 billion of these scammy calls, and the problem only appears to get worse. I'm getting robocalls too, Stevenson said, during the Economic Club event, ultimately declining the call on his Apple Watch. Literally, a robocall. ATTCO's Randall Stevenson gets a robocall while on stage at the economic club. There, there's a uh, lawmaker like John, like Senator John Thune, Republican, sent uh, South Dakota, and Ed Markey, Democrat of Massachusetts, have introduced a introduced a bar, bipartisan piece of legislation that would work to tone back the number of calls. How about how about no calls at all? To come, this is your, um, that have, but there's hasn't been a similar reaction from the FCC to combat the problem. FCC Chairman Ajit Pai has repeatedly threatened some method of regularity intervention if the character carriers like NGT and Verizon don't step up their solution. But he and Christian have yet to propose any new rules for carriers. In response to frustration from consumers, yeah, consumers, consumers are pissed, ladies and very pissed. Wireless providers, including NTT, Verizon, and MTT Mobile, have launched a spam-free filter for calls. But as Stevenson can now attest. It doesn't make any difference today. NTT and Comcast announced the First Nations, uh, the Nation First call authentication system between two service providers, so that a good step in the right direction. You know, when I get a call, when I get a call, it'll say spam likely. Okay, S P S P A M likely. 
Now, um, here's a, uh, another story here that, that, that really kind of, uh, let's see here, uh, how many, how many of you ever heard a story about airline seat cameras? Okay, um, concern about cameras fitted in the airplane seats to provide two U.S. senators to demand that airlines clarify how the device are used. Senator Jeff Murphy, an Oregon Democrat who recently announced his decided not to run for president in 2020, and Republican John Kennedy of Louisiana, have written a bipartisan letter to several major airlines requesting answers. Letters was in response to CNN travel reporting on the issue after malware researcher Vitaly Kamaluk tweeted Singapore Airlines when he spotted to be in a camera lens built into the in-flight Entertainment, the IFE screen. Singapore Airlines contacted about the device have denied using them to monitor passengers. Tech experts, however, the raised concerns whether whether the cameras could be hacked. While Americans have a exemption that they are monitored by in airports. As necessary security measure, the, mo the notion that in-flight cameras may monitor passengers while they sleep or private conversation in trouble, senators later later says. Further in-flight data breaches that are impacted by major airlines, we have misgiven the cameras and sensors may not employ the necessary security measures to prevent them from being targeted by cyber criminals and shit. Senators have addressed their letters to CEOs of American carrier Delta, Southwest, Frontier, United, Sprint, American, JetBlue, and Alaska Air. They asked each airline to answer the serious questions about the extents of the seat back camera. Congressmen want to know whether the airline used cameras to monitor passengers under the any circumstance the camera could be activated whether passengers are informed of the practice. All the airlines contacted by standing troubles in March said the cameras are dormant. Really dormant. I hope so. I'll tell you what. Standard feature, American Airlines told CNN Travel in March the cameras are a standard feature but not activated and that the carrier has no plans to use them. Its cameras have been intended by my manufacturer for a future development, says Singapore Airlines. In a statement provided to CNN Travel earlier in March, its cameras are permanently disabled on our aircraft and cannot be activated on board. We have no plans to enable or develop any features using cameras. 
Really? Nevertheless, the senators remain concerned and and have requested further information describing the potential use of the undisclosed cameras as a serious breach of privacy. Merkley and Kennedy also demand comprehensive data of the numbers of the cameras and sensors and the type of information that it collects and recorded. They requested in response from contacted airlines within 30 days. While it wasn't commonly known fact that the airline IFEs contain detrimental cameras exist in airlines IFS, ES. It was by no means a secret. For example, in 2017, Dubai Air Show Panasonic Aeronautics announced the latest incarnation of front Emirates IFE in first class and economic specify it featured a camera plus microphone and speaker. Now that that is that is insanely fucking nuts, dude. MySpace. MySpace. MySpace has not been in the news for a long fucking time. It states, MySpace admit losing 12 years worth of music uploads. When was, when was the last time you heard anybody using uh, MySpace? I try, I try to get on the, get, get an app on my phone. But it's like, it, it, it's not what it used to be. And uh, about MySpace, um, Facebook, Facebook is in, is in the realm of almost, is becoming MySpace, because when MySpace came out years ago, I mean years ago, lucky it, it's still active, but not a lot of people are using it. And, and there's no apps. For, for for your phone and shit. I thought too. I went on Bing and I went on Google through a privacy browser and said about downloading the app from the internet, but no, no way, can't do it unless you download the APK and shit. Um, any any of you using like a um a Security or scanner or some kind of uh, cleaner for your device on your device and, 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 and um sorry on your Android device. Um, it is a uh, about three quarters of them are about three quarter of them are absolutely fakes. They they they're, they're fraud apps and shit. So, um. If you, I I have one I use a lot. It's called um, so it's a it's a um, it's a uh, here. I know I know we're on live on YouTube and uh, podcast on the anonymous Liberty Media podcast. This one called this one is called the repair system it has the Android guy on the app here. 
and um, I hit repair, I hit repair, it says start repair, um, don't need that, I don't want this book here, see it's a, um, it's a repair system, and though it does, it, it goes through and scans for any anomalies or something like that, and uh, it, it it's worth to have, also, I mean, it, it does, uh, PlayStation View, V-U-E, mobile, that if you want to watch channels on your PS5 or something, check that. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty much, you know, if, uh, like, la when was the last time anybody used MySpace? I remember on my phone, on my old phone, I, I, I have a, uh, Blackberry, Blackberry Curve 9300, and it, it has a MySpace app on it. It, it, it does. And, uh. I, th I, I tried signing up for MySpace when I got it, and um, I couldn't do it. I, I, could, I couldn't sign up for it. And uh, I mean, I mean, if you're using MySpace still, it's and it's very rarely that the, 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 the people are on it. Um, but it's been used for people down doing music and shit. It's a music. Um, the last story we're gonna do this morning is I wanna. It's a um, very kind of a important thing here. Um, now if now okay two thirds okay antivirus apps okay two thirds of all Android antivirus apps are all frauds. Okay. An organization specialized in testing antivirus products concluded in a report published this week that roughly two thirds of all Android antivirus apps are all sham and do don't work as advertised. The report published by Austrian antivirus outfit AV Comparatives was the result of a grueling testing process that took place in January this year during which the organization staff looked at 250, 250 Android antivirus apps available on the official Google Play Store. The, the report's results are tragic comical with antivirus apps detecting themselves as malware and come to show the sorry state of Android antivirus industry which appears to be filled with more than snake oilers than actual cybersecurity vendors. Only 80 out of 250 passed a basic detection test. The AV Comparity team said 
out of 250 50, they tested, only 80 detected more than 30% of malware they threw at each app during individual tests. The tests were even the, compl the, com the complicated. Researchers installed each antivirus app on a separate device. No emulator involved. It automated the device. Open, open a browser, download the devices app, and then install it. They did this 2,000 times of each app, had the te device tested, 2,000 of the most common Android malware, strains found in the wild last year, meaning that all antivirus apps should have already indexed them, st them straight a long time ago. Some apps don't actually scam, scan for malware. However, the results did reflect the basic assumption AV comparative staffers used that many antivirus apps didn't actually scan the apps the user was downloading or installing. They merely used whitelist, blacklist approach. They merely looked at the package names instead of the code. Essentially, some antivirus apps would mark any app installed on a user's phone as malice by default. If the app's package name wasn't included in the whitelist, there is why some antivirus apps detected themselves as malice when apps authors forgot to add their own package names in the whitelist. In other cases, some antivirus apps used law cards in the whitelist with entries such as com.adobe. In all cases, all a malware strain has to do was to use the package name of com.adobe.random underscore text to bypass the scan of tens of Android antivirus products. Stink oilers everywhere. The organization it's said it's considered the 30% detection mark with zero false positives as a threshold between the legitimate antivirus apps and those considered ineffective or downright unsafe. That means that's 170, okay? 170 out of 250 Android antivirus apps have failed the organization's most basic test and were all intent the purpose, purposes a sham. Most of the above apps, as well as the risky apps already mentioned, appeared to be have developed either by amateur programmers or by software manufacturers that are not focused on security businesses. The AV comparative stuff said, example of the later latter category of developers who all make kinds of apps are in the advertisement monetization business or just want to have a Android protection app and their portfolio for publicly 
reasons Richard said. Furthermore, furthermore, many of these apps have been, are have appeared have been developed by the same programmers on a assembly line. Tens of apps sported the same user interface, and many were not interested to show ads, rather than have fully running malware scanners. The results of the AV comparatives, comparatives, sorry, study is no surprise for anyone in the cybersecurity world who, who pays attention to the Android antivirus scene. In the past few, past few months, EST Mobile malware analyst Lucas Stefano has been war warning the public against these threats for months. Some of his past tweets confirmed that AV comparative study with the researcher uncovering Android antivirus apps that detect themselves as malware. So, uh, if you're looking for an antivirus app, for for device, be careful. Be careful. So, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, going to be into the uh, video live podcast, and uh, I, I'm using my my Android device to do, to do the podcast. And uh, if you want if you want to do a podcast of your own, and don't need the studio. Download the Anchor app, A-N-C-H-O-R, or you can go online at anchor.fm. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, this is good old Grandmaster Evan here, and I want to say, knowledge is free. And if you ain't down with that, we got three words for you. Go fuck yourself. Peace out. Revenant.